he caught me um, playing games, you know, and when I was in the ruins and you were giving satsang outside. Mm. And then she 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 came and she just came and like you know, playfully gave me a kiss on my cheek. No, no, wait, no, wait, no, wait, 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 wait. I said I can't believe my eyes. Okay, I thought that's what said, I first she said. said. That, she said that, and then she did that, right? And then she she just and then she left, and she went she went and told you that she saw me doing this, and inside she really felt like she you know she wanted to like mm. kick me. Mm. And then, uh, and then you said to her that you know you should act on it. Mm. And then, yeah, this the cleverness is you know trying to clarify if it's if it's to if the the the, the advice was for her to do what she felt, mm. or or that it was the whole thing was wrong in itself. I think it depends on how open the person she's speaking to is. If somebody's open, then you can be more truthful with them. No, yeah. You understand? If you're more no, no, no. open, you can say to them, "Listen, you know, I don't believe you're you're doing this. You know, your master is outside speaking, and you're in here playing a computer game, and you know you can hear, you know, and you know what what's what's going on? Why why you do this? You know, which is, I think it's okay to do this actually, because some some people will appreciate that and you know, say, look, you know, actually, yeah, it's true. You know, I'm just I don't know why I'm, I can put it down and come, and others will find some way of you know kind of like fending that off and. You know, you're such a girl, or, uh, or we do some stupid thing like this. But I just thought to act on it because I could feel that, you know, so often when you say things like that, or people come and say things, I have a lot of respect and a lot of love, and I feel a lot of love comes from that place. You know, it might be shaped in anger at the time, but I feel a lot of love, a lot of integrity in that, and I feel a lot of trust towards the people who feel that. Because I think that uh, sometimes you guys you take things for granted. That you're just there and okay, you're just there. You know, it doesn't matter if there's five hundred people wanna come here, but you're here. You know, and, and you know, I don't know if I come to satsang. Sometimes I feel if the attitude is very, very poor. And sometimes I feel that you know that it's good for people to go and come, to go out and to, you know, go to the adventure life that they want to and experience, and let some other people come and be in that space and make use of that space because sometimes I feel that people they stay too long then in the end they they don't they stop growing inside because they take something for granted and um, in fact I was just thinking about that before you Steve told, told that you know it's been coming up a little bit like this that mm -hmm. sometimes um, the people who would feel resentful are the people who think they have a right Usually we feel resentful about things because we think we have a right to something, you know. I've been here for a long time, I've done a lot of stuff here, why should I have to that's what I call having a right. I like the feeling that I don't have a right. You understand? Because you're just fresh. I don't want to stand on 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 a historical feet. You know, to say, Yeah, I've been here for a long time and so on so and so and I deserve to be treated better. I don't want to touch this kind of way. I just think, you know, everything is a bonus for me. Everything is a is a privilege. That I came into this understanding without suffering deeply. Some people come into understanding because they've suffered in immensely. They can't bear any more suffering. So their heart opens up and comes to truth. I have been through things in my life, but I have not interpreted them as suffering. They have been painful stuff, and maybe in their own way they have really served. You know? But something came into the Truth, and I feel 
totally privileged somehow in my heart. In one way I can speak like this. A privilege I feel I feel privileged because I don't walk about and feel that you know I am the supreme, you know, nothing can touch me and I wouldn't speak like that. I know that in my heart. But I also have a care and a respect for my dynamic form of life as well too. That the people I love and feel close to me, then you know, somehow my heart moves with them. I'm concerned about their livelihood, how they are and care for them. They're not all illusions, you know. I don't have don't have this look, although in the big picture I know all of it, including myself, in this expression, is an illusion inside the greater self, which is me. And I don't speak from imagination or theory when I say that. I'm right here. Behind all these words I'm here, untouched. But where I can be touched, I will not deny the the actuality of that expression of life, that I am this life also. I am a living, feeling being that respond to pain and to joy and sorrow and have a feeling in my heart for other beings who who have that within the within the scope of my dream. I can say that this. I don't want to even use these kind of words too too quickly, you know. Because I know they're mostly misunderstood. Because few people can grasp the truth as it really is. We grasp it intellectually, but when we grasp it in the heart, or it grasps us in the heart, then it grasps you so fully that there's no two of you. There's no you and it. It suffocates the ego. The grip of God suffocates the ego. It can't breathe and merges it into the one. That's how I feel in it. And I feel happy in my heart and spacious when I can you know I feel very privileged that I was brought to this path of jnana yoga through my master's grace god's grace I can say but that I came through bhakti you know I came through um, a path of love and surrender and loyalty to to love and truth and so on then uh, I was thrown into into the abyss of Jnana Yoga, but it didn't obliterate in the bhakti. You see, it made the bhakti Jnana, and it made the Jnana bhakti. That's what's happening here. So maybe I'm really a freak. I don't know, but my door is open to everybody. That's what's happening here. So. I don't know who. Sometimes people will say, "But you know, how can you speak about God with such love and all of this thing?" And yet, you're a jnani. You speak, you know. I mean, you're about you're non. You speak about non-duality like there's nothing else. I said, "Well, this is a mystery. You will never understand until you fall inside the ocean I've fell I've fallen into. And when you're inside that ocean, you can understand. You'll understand more than understand. You'll be absorbed." immersed and nullified. And then all these doubts, all these inconsistencies, they will just be your your little party trick. I can't explain. I can't explain a single thing, yes. I think all the talk I've been talking is just a bluff. Because what I am I cannot explain. I cannot convey. Not with words like that. But my very existence 
breathes that understanding, that love. I feel very, very happy in each place I find myself. Even sometimes we did this little detox. We were playing with this detox thing, and you feel this kind of irritations coming up and so on. I know all of it is inside the oneness. It's all another page inside the great book of oneness. If you want to put it like that. Sometimes this, this, these pages have got words on them. Sometimes they've got no words on them. But they're the same book for me. <laughs> you know, the books have got words, and sometimes they don't have any words. And all of it depends on what kind of mood I'm in. Whether I'm in a book and want to read a book with words or one without words. So I don't even know if there are people I say they say the part of bhakti is a part of devotion and surrender. The part of jnana yoga is a part of understanding. But I don't know if anybody can understand. I don't know if anybody can understand the truth. You can only be swallowed up. You have to go to the cage, the lion's cage, and say yes, and let it be thrown in. You see, this is what I feel. I think my life has been a little bit. You know, I'm not. I'm not any. I'm not any sort of any brave heart. You know, I feel somehow I was quite a coward. But something gave me a lion heart. You understand? I didn't come with lion heart. I was quite a coward, <laughs> and something gave lion heart, and I found myself. I want to go back. So I'm like, oh, I like this. <laughs> the grace turns you, the sheep into a lion. In the dream called existence, called life. In the highest truth, there's no lion. No sheep. And it's not one or the other. It's one within the other. This is it, you see. So I think I've totally failed. I can't teach such a thing. I Did can not. never teach such a thing. Who hmm? can teach such a thing? That's why I said I don't want anybody to call me a teacher. Don't call me a teacher. Even master is okay, you know, because master is a mystical thing. Nobody knows what a master is. So they say that's that's kind of good. I don't know what I am, but a teacher is someone teaches something. I don't think I can teach anything. I was not even a good student, much less to be a teacher. But I feel like. Uh, for a long time, I was afraid of being swallowed by something I would meet on the road. But then something started to swallow me from inside, and I couldn't really. I didn't have anything to fight against that. You really scared of that? Afraid of that? Or well, it's just just I would say life, you know, because I don't see that I'm no brave person, you know, like this. Some some things brought fear in your heart, and fear of death, a fear of you know, pain. I'm not particularly happy about pain. Now something makes it more, more something be able to be more neutral in all of that. You know what happened is many years ago. 
I told you that there was a time I don't know how long it could have been a year or two years that they are completely missing from me I don't I had no recollection of anything that happened in that time because I was not working I was in London but I was not seeing people so there were not really any events that I can remember probably spent a lot of time on my own and uh, I don't even know what state I was in but it wasn't anything to do with the usual thing you read in newspapers or hear people talk about I had such a strong dose of God that uh, I don't know what happened to my life and uh, then I met one girl from Jamaica my brother asked said he had a friend coming here and uh, you know she wanted to meet me. He wanted me to meet her, so I met her. We met, and uh, I met this girl, and I fell in love with her. You know, and it was very, very powerful. I said to her, you know, meeting you brought me back into my body. You understand? It brought me back into feelings about feeling and. Uh, and all these things came awake again inside me. And I said, "Why did this happen? Why did this happen?" But after that happened, then I started to meet a lot of people who would come and talk to me in satsang about relationships and about pain and about, and I could relate. <laughs> you understand? Like maybe I don't know this, but maybe if that had not happened to me, I could not. I would not have met these people, and they, I could not have. I would have been a, probably like a celibate priest talking about, you know, giving marriage counsel. You understand? I would not know anymore. Although I had a very colourful life in the background. No? But somehow it's like something wiped the slate clean. I deleted a lot of things from my memory. That stuff was not in my DNA anymore. You understand? It was not because I was quite a a little playboy, you know. And it's like after the after this time of encountering God, then my system went through an inner revolution or something, and I just it just took a lot of stuff out of me. So this was like a fresh. I was a new, like I was a, I was a new, a novice again about all these things. So it seemed to me that coming into this relationship introduced again those feelings and made it possible for me. Communicate from a living place about these things. Now I don't even know if that's good or not. I don't know if it's good. You understand? I don't know if it's good. Either maybe if I was better off, nothing like this happened at all. I would still be sitting in this room. I would not have known you guys. Nothing would have happened at all. None of this thing would have happened. I'd just be sitting here, you know, probably drinking your cup of tea, drinking my cup of tea, watching the rain through the window. You know, cobwebs on the ceiling, not even noticing or something. I don't know what would have happened. I'd, of course, you don't know. But that took place, and I feel that in order to relate to living beings who have the experience of life, something has to keep me grounded in some form that I can communicate in a living way, not from some book or something like that. You see, like. Like it used this life for that, up to a point, and yet 
I am not that. I am not that. But I have feelings for that. I have feeling, I have feeling, I have emotion, I have all of these things play in me. But at the same time, I know I am none of that. But I don't have to fight with that. You see? I'm not saying that it's all perfect because it's not, you know. Wherever you have a taste of this life and if you start to, to crave it, you it causes trouble somehow. It's like you have to find a secret way where it you're not trying to enjoy it, but it's enjoyed somehow, but it has not become an attachment for you. It is not your intention, I come here to enjoy. I come here to party. I don't have this thing here. Because I found something much higher than the enjoyment I gained from the world. Just by being by yourself. When I say by yourself, I don't just mean outwardly. Because someone who is married can also enjoy what I'm speaking. Because you know ultimately you're alone. You know that if you know inside your heart, doesn't matter how many people surround you, how many people love you. Something is deeper than that. There's a place where you are alone. And not even alone as a person. You're just alone as as everything. If you know this, this life will will, will not be a bad thing for you. Everything happened, you know, has a thank you message in it. Now this is using life wisely. With everything that happened, something still finds maybe not immediately in the moment, but very short after, you say thank you. Then one day you maybe find even while it's hurting you will say thank you. Yes that this for me is the royal life. It's like a kingly life, but you don't need to be a king. A godly life. But you don't need to be a god. This is a, this is a joy for me, and this is why I say that my life is a privilege. Whose privilege you can ask? Consciousness is privilege. Consciousness is privilege. There are some expressions of consciousness as waiting to burst, to burst into flowering, to burst into into spring, into to open up, and some flowers are withering. But this flower is never going to wither at all. This flower can never perish, unless you take the body to be the flower. This body will, will run its course. But what I am I cannot even say it's enduring. That's a weak word. Unending. Timeless. Timeless is probably most pure. to value the things I am talking about. 
in my view. They introduce God visibly on this planet. God is always here. All of this is God. But God has to open God's eyes through the man and see God. I have found out this simple thing. With the love you have for one person, the same amount of love and energy you can love the whole world. <laughs> Why be so stingy? This is what I have found. In fact, it gives you more energy. In fact. One day down, I was. <laughs> Many things were coming up to me, and then I were writing them down a lot now, like there. And one day, what I was felt is that if this love, whatever you have this love for, if you have it for your master or for the God, doesn't matter, if this love is stronger than all the fears and, and desires and attachments you have, then you are free. And I really felt it because. It feels like this love swallows everything. It feels like the, the person cannot exist with. It cannot be this love and, and a person too. I don't know. Yeah. Somebody once said, you know, I think it was. Someone told me that uh, one, one teacher. I think he was being a bit cynical. He said that oh, Muji loves people, but in a very kind of dismissive way, like Muji, Muji loves people. I said it's not people that I love; it's the self that is in them. That's the mistake you make. Because what is a person? A person is mostly trouble. At some level, you know, it's either trouble in five minutes, in five hours, five days, or five years. It's trouble somehow. <laughs> you know, only the person or the mind of the person, what you want to call the same thing, that's immersed in the heart, that's been introduced to the heart. Only that, that relationship, that that combination, combination. Somehow can can be attractive. I think unconsciously that's what we all are attracted to. Somehow, is the self inside, but we are not. We identify it with being our personality, and this because behind personality is the is a pure self. Behind and beyond personality, something in, innate in us, something. Primeval, something timeless knows this, but imagines that it doesn't. This is what this. Today it came to me that 
they're never any dialogues. They're only they're only monologues. Understand? There are no dialogues. Meaning one talking to another. There's only a monologue. There's only one speaking by themselves to themselves. If you understood this, actually, then that would be something. A dialogue meaning you're talking with someone. But there's only one self. So it has to be the self is talking to the self. But with the imagination that it is something else. But if this understanding comes, that is such an atomic. That is such an atomic awakening. That is such an atomic awakening. Can you imagine? Because if this understanding is born inside the heart, you cannot hurt the sense of another. Because everything is yourself. Everything is you are in the one, as the one. You cannot the the notion of two. You know what is ignorance? Is the notion of two. I should write this down. Ignorance is the notion of two. The notion of other. The notion of two. I don't know if that pen is going to write. You have to use this one here. Ignorance is the notion of two. Knowledge is the notion of one. Truth is beyond notions. This is what I want to say. God is this love. This love is true.